Here we are. Welcome back to Field of Jokes, where comedians break down sports films, and we give you our uncensored hot takes. There you go. Hey, look at this. See, we're in sync here. We got the legendary producer, Joshua Boyle. There he goes. He's back again, and uh, thank you for doing this. Usually, I have the guests pick the movie, but you were kind enough to let me pick what I think, and damn right I'm saying it. One of the greatest baseball movies of all time. Oh, boy. I am saying that, yes, I'm putting my name out there. And one of the most underrated performances by the great Sir Robert De Niro, The Fan. The Fan, 1996. 1996. Baseball sports movie. And we got a good, this is an all-star cast here. I mean, we've got Robert De Niro, Wesley Snipes, John Leguizamo, Benicio Del Toro, Ellen Barkin, and, I don't know if you notice this, Jack Black. Remember the sports talk show? He had a very oh, small yeah, 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 He was the yeah. producer. Yep. Trying yep. to get Bobby Rayburn on the phone. But, uh, yeah, that's what we do. It's rated R, so we're going to get some. Uh, but I- I'll tell you why it's one of my favorite baseball movies of all time. And I got to make this. It's, well, Robert De Niro is one of my all-time favorite actors. And this is a dark movie. Very dark. Yeah, this is not, uh, it's not like what we did before, uh, The Sandlot, where it's coming of age. Right, no. They Everyone was already of age except for the son in this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's not really a happy ending. I mean, I guess there's a lot of aftermath. And let me tell you why it makes people complain that baseball is boring. At the end of this movie, if base what happened in that movie happened in a real baseball game, baseball wouldn't be boring anymore. Not at all. No, like a police shooting, stabbings. I mean, and on the jumbotron. I mean, that's baseball. I'll baby. tell you what. If every fan in baseball behaved like Robert De Niro's character in this movie, yes. baseball would be through the stratosphere. You know what I mean? Oh, It'd yeah. be the only sport we'd care about. Exactly. I'm sure there's fans like this, but uh, De Niro's character, character Gil Renard, only had the balls to Let's do. just say there's not enough. <laughs> not enough. Not enough. Sadly, I relate to this guy. Not to this level. I, I, I've never <laughs> killed. Like I, I'm a fan of my favorite baseball team, and uh, well, football team, bat, NBA team, but I would never kill one of the teammates or kidnap their children. I'm proud of myself for that. What I relate to is the passion. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Are you, uh, and you got a Diamondbacks hat on. We're celebrating the World Series. Go D-backs. Uh, I don't think Corbin Carroll is kids, so we won't kidnap any of that. <laughs> yeah. Who is the center fielder? There we go. And, yes, okay, well, that's one another thing I love about the movie. Uh, Wesley Snipes plays a uh, League baseball player, kind of based on Barry Bonds a little bit. But let me, um, exp- let me do the quick synopsis of the movie. Uh, when the San Francisco Giants pay center fielder Bobby Rayburn, Wesley Snipes, $40 million to lead their team to the World Series. No one is happier or more supportive than number one fan, Gil Renard. Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Big fan, Gil Renard. So when Rayburn becomes mired in the worst slump of his career, the obsessed Renard stops at nothing to help his idol regain his former glory, not even murder. That's why I'm loving this. Okay, <laughs> I, want, I, I'm, I know I'm very alone on my um, feelings of being one of the best baseball movies of all time. I, in fact, I'm 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 completely alone. Uh, I just like I said, it's it's intense. We, we mean you talk about conflicts. There's a shitload of conflicts here. A lot. There's definitely a lot of conflict in yeah. here. Like right off the bat, you can just feel that the Robert De Niro's character is going through some shit. Oh yeah, the opening credits. He's reading a poem. Like you, that's right. And it's a poem you could tell that the character wrote. Gil Renard, his love of baseball, and he says, and, and it's and the, kind of eerie. It's eerie, yes, because he talks about I can still play. I played in little league, and he rhymed. See the movie, and you'll understand that. But it was like, this guy is not well, even from the beginning. Mm-mm. Mm. Which makes for a great movie. Yes, a great movie. <laughs> and well, actually, what's uh, we'll get into a few things here. Uh, first, it was directed by Tony Scott. Uh, so it was who directed the original Top Gun, True, okay. True Romance, Days of Thunder. Mm, okay, so we're going with a good good director. Yeah, here. yeah. Yeah, it's a good director. This was, I mean, they had a great cast. Uh, the movie did not do very. It made only eighteen point six million at the box office. On a fifty-five million dollar budget. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember reading that. Yeah, yeah, so it didn't do as good. Yeah, and I, I'll take blame for that. I remember when it came out in the theater. I wanted to see it, and I waited till it came out on Blockbuster. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, but I got it first day release. There we go. Uh, when those Friday releases, I got it or Tuesdays. Uh, so it's a big Blockbuster movie. For Man, me. we should look, because of this like wasn't a Blockbuster bust. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or it was a bust. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wonder what other movies were out at this time. We should have looked that up too. Ooh, nineteen ninety six. Oh, that's we'll do that. Space next Jam. Okay. Oh yeah, you can't be. Oh, you're not gonna be Space Jam. You're not. Yeah, you might be right. Actually, I'm not kidding. Yeah, that might. You might be right. Uh, I love it because I've always been a fan of De Niro, and this is a year after he made Casino. Um, 
But like I said, it's a dark movie, uh, and the the main character, Gil Renard, which Robert De Niro plays, and this is why I love it. Yeah, he's a broken man, but he's a big baseball fan. He has a minivan with big San Francisco Giant fan, Giants watch. Just a just a big red flag. This big guy. red flag. Yes, I mean, I mean, I, I have my favorite team stuff in my car too, but but not like this guy. This guy makes you think like he works for him in some capacity, and then you find yeah. out, no, not at all. Oh no, he he calls into the radio shows, uh, which is yeah, I mean that's normal. I which guess. is cool. Yeah, but they know Gil. Gil's a big caller, so, right? And they know him because he has wears a San Francisco Giant watch that goes off. In the middle of the call. That's right, yep. That rings, and they know Gil. Gil from San Francisco, we know him. And he's very excited because Bobby Rayburn, the big-time free agent, uh, and the reason why I say I think he's based on Barry Bonds is because uh, Barry Bonds was from San Francisco, and then years later he signed as a free agent with the Giants in the 90s. So Bobby Rayburn's sort of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another thing I want to talk about. Yeah, the movie took place in San Francisco, and I was reading on uh, some movie facts. It's, it's based on a book. Originally, it took place in Boston. Oh, really? Boston Red Sox, and then they changed it up. Probably because Barry Bonds in the 90s, pretty big, probably biggest player. And that's just basically Gotcha, that. yeah. And Red Sox weren't too hot in the 90s. Yeah, and no. Bonds was like the biggest thing in baseball around the 90s, him and Jeter. So It was uh, Bonds or Mo Vaughn, you know what I mean? Yeah, like. exactly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Mo Vaughn, yeah. Mo, oh, that'd been a good one. Yeah, they could have you be Gil Renard getting Mo Vaughn. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I like the intensity. And, and Gil Renard, obsessed baseball fan. At first, he's just like an obsessed fan. Uh, but he is a knife salesman. And as we find out, he has some psychotic tendencies, and his job is to sell weapons that cut through flesh. So we've... Um, it's funny because yeah. they introduce this job, and he's like not doing well. He's at the end. He's like on his last rope with this job. But there's one line that the boss says that I just could not believe he said. Where he's like, hey, Gil, you know, you're really going through the ringer. We don't know if we're going to keep you, but yeah. um, you've got our biggest account. You need to close it. Yeah. First off, who gives the biggest account to someone they're going to fire? He's on his last legs, too. Right. So yeah. that right there, get, like, let me know. Like, his boss is an idiot. Well, also, do you notice that the company he works for, his dad started it? it was yeah, Renard or they were talking about that, yeah. too. His dad designed the knives, and somebody else did the sales. Right, because he was the dad wasn't a good businessman. Right. Which so, they show in his face later. Yeah, they show it later when he gets uh, definitely he does not close the deal. And, uh, yeah, because he's good at knives, but his dad was. But So Gil stays in the company as a legacy, and his boss is like, right. a hard-ass anyway. Yeah, he stays in as a legacy because he's not good at selling knives, and he's not good at making knives, so it's like, what do you do? Yeah, and you can tell he's just, you see those like tan, or those yellowish color shirts he's wearing with the tie? He looks very uh, stressed. Frustrated. Yeah, well, he's bad in sales right now. He's, he's on a slump, and he's asking his boss for Giants tickets. Right. And it's like, yeah, well, I, need, I need to give those to my customers. You know he keeps them. And uh, 100%. Oh, yeah. And yeah, he's like, I need him. Well, we gave him to somebody else because his boss is obviously trying to push him out to the point. Uh, but uh, he has that sales meeting where he calls him out for being bad on sales. And he says, Why'd you sell him this knife? And he starts, he brings out a car door into the table, slams it on it, starts stabbing it. It's just <laughs> tension. And the movie's filmed like it's. You can cut it with a knife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Stab it several times. Yeah. And, uh, and the movie's filmed like in a sepia tone. Did you notice that? I did. I was like, why is everything kind of yellow? Yeah. It's All the of... whites were yellow. Yeah. Coming yeah. from a producer standpoint, I was just like, this feels definitely. This is 90s. This feels yeah. full edged 90s. Like they were shooting it with like a bad camera or something. It was like a 90s music video sometimes. Yeah. Uh, in fact, there was a lot of Nine Inch Nails music in it. There was. Oh, my yeah. God. Which helped the creepiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. But, you can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of Nine Inch Nails, but the favorite. Well, this thing with Gil Renard, knife salesman, he's not on his last legs. Um, divorced. Divorced. Uh, knife salesman. Divorced, and the wife does not like him at all. And at first, you're like, what's well, this bitch's problem? And you're like, oh, maybe she knows something we don't, which we find out later. He's a nuts. But on top of that, he loves the Rolling Stones. That's my likability. I right. love the Rolling Stones. So far, Jeff can really relate to this guy. Sports fan, <laughs> Rolling Stone fan, uh, very <laughs> short temper. Uh, I don't, I don't act out like he does. But uh, yeah, he's, uh, they have a montage of him making sales and failing. Just they're Horribly. not horribly. Oh, yeah. God. shaving his arm with the knives. And I mean, that was pretty funny. It was funny, but it was like this is creeping people out. Yeah, it's like if that wasn't creepy, you would have had my sale. 
Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's, I appreciate a guy that's going to go all out like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, he rolls up the. But I don't want this guy putting his leg on the table. Yeah, that's where it was leg. creepy. That's where it was creepy. Hence, his boss said, "You're making people uncomfortable." Yeah, and then we're going to put the hair after that. Exactly. He just leaves on the floor, and he's like, "You don't like the knives? That's for you." Yeah. And there's a desperation factor on him. Big desperation factor. And his mind's not uh, focused on this because opening day's coming up. And Bobby Rayburn. Yeah, he, yeah. So, yeah, he calls up the sports show, and uh, he's excited. And, and that the sports talk show, it's very uh, innovative, I would say, or progressive in the mid-'90s. Ellen Barkin was a female sports talk show. Right. Uh, yeah. Nowadays, that's normal. On I think they had her on, though. It seemed like they had her on just to ask, like, not the sports questions. Yeah, she was. She was like the hard hitting. Like, is your boy? Is he really worth forty million? Because that's what they. That's Let's what talk I, about your divorce. <laughs> yeah, that stuff. And then he hangs up. And uh, yeah, but you know. And then they want. Uh, she wants an exclusive interview. Another great character. John Leguizamo plays his agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, who's a creepy? Not creepy. Like just a sleaze ball type. Right. Something you. Someone you wouldn't want as your agent, it felt like. Yeah. Definitely well, he, sleazeball. Well, he kissed his ass all the time, and he whatever he wanted. Uh, he did a great job. He was funny, but yeah, it was like. I don't like how he's smoking in the locker room while he's talking to him. I was like, fuck yeah, this is the 90s. 90s, yeah. I'm like, when did all this change? It felt like all that badassery was so not so long ago. Yeah, they're smoking in the press box and the locker room. I'm like, this is baseball. This is America, goddammit. Right. When America was America, goddammit. That's right. No vape pens there. None at all. No Tide Pods. No Tide Pods, yeah. No, No, keep going. No, no, I'm with you. I'll be old man too, believe me. Uh, so yeah, that was it. So we got that. Con- Basically, yeah, Gil Bernard's a nutty fan, but he has, as we know, his sales call, the big account. He said he cannot lose. He shows up late for it. Uh, of course, 10 minutes late, the guy left and the secretary goes, well, I can reschedule tomorrow, but tomorrow's opening day. Or I love how too, when he's like, she's like, I can reschedule for tomorrow. And he's like, well, let me just check my calendar. Yeah. Puts down <laughs> both briefcases. Opens one up, takes out this fucking notepad full of bullshit. Like me. <laughs> well, like way yeah, worse, worse though. Worse, like yeah, way yeah. worse. And then you see tomorrow, opening day. Oh, yeah. And you're just like, damn, this stuff really, like, obviously means a lot, but it means a lot, a lot. Like, oh, yeah. He is not missing that game. He's not missing it. And, uh, yeah, he goes, I'm taking my son to the game. You know, I got to be a hero, but the guy's going to leave town, so he can't get this meeting. This is the biggest account. And so he takes the meeting. He says, okay, we'll do it at 2.30, even though the game's yep. going on. But then he has to take his son to the game. This is where we get some more. Pro- okay, there's a, well, there's a bunch of problems, conflicts we're talking about. Okay, well, that, he's about to lose his job. Uh, he schedules a meeting in the middle of a baseball game that he's taking his son to. Right. The conflict is that he's about to lose his job if he doesn't close this deal. Right. But if he doesn't bring his son to this game, he's going to lose his son. Yeah. And just, you know, emotionally, and his son is already kind of... One foot out the door because the mom yeah. talks so much shit, rightfully so. Yeah, we found out at first, like, what's your problem, bitch? And then later, like, oh, yeah, maybe she knows something. And she does know. He's just a, he, uh, he's all about himself. Like, he pushes his interest on the son. <laughs> big time. Yeah, that's the big thing. <laughs> don't make him do things he doesn't want to do. I don't make him do things he doesn't want to do, you know. And, uh, like, we picks him up at the house. You know, the boyfriend's there. He's a nice guy. Hey, Gil, how you doing? Just a friendly guy. How you doing? He's a, and there's a barbecue and just such a petty, bitter motherfucker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, one person a, that knows he's wrong but can't admit that he's wrong. Oh yeah, he he's yeah he doesn't he's already admitted bad bad mood. He's gonna lose his job. He's picking up his son. She's breaking his balls because he's late because he's always late. Yep. And she goes, "You're late. Traffic. You ever hear of traffic? You I know. know. You ever? Hear yeah. <laughs> what an asshole. Oh yeah, the mom's boyfriend. Like we we talked about. There's another scene where he's just like, "What am I in here? You know? I know, right? Yeah. He's just dating a single mom and uh, thought things, but no, there's baby daddy drama. So yeah, that's there's baby daddy t- trauma. Trauma. Yeah, I like that baby daddy trauma. Yeah, there's already tension. Yeah, but we got Bobby Rayburn here, the big time free agent. He's got Wesley some, Snipes, baby. Wesley Snipes. Blade is in the house. Blade, yes. And he's great. He played uh, Willie Mays Hayes in Major League. So uh, Yep, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's getting, yeah, he's getting, hey, it's, it's okay. He's been typecast a couple times. But he did, uh, He, I thought he was perfect for a baseball player. The only complaint I had, his swing looked a little weird. Yeah. And they admitted that, actually. And uh, Kalkin Jr. 
was a uh, advisor on the movie and tried helping him with this swing. No kidding, huh? Yeah. And even Cal Ripken Jr. couldn't. Yeah, I mean, Wesley Snipes is just maybe not a major league player. I think that might be the problem. Wesley Snipes is going to do what Wesley Snipes wants to do, baby, yeah. even if that includes not paying them taxes, baby. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, so he made a good chunk. Well, kind of. Maybe this movie paid lo- legal fees. Um but yeah, his swing. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> With the why. box out, this box. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, this is not good. Uh, but then I heard in Major League, uh, they never filmed a scene with him throwing because his throwing motion was weird. Like he might have athleticism running because he did that show cool when he's running the bases. Just uh, might not have baseball skills. But he looks like a baseball player, and he had that vibe. But he can play one. <laughs> yeah, he can play one. Great, uh, prima donna. You know, hand to the face if he doesn't like you. But okay, he's a big time free agent. There's a lot of pressure to perform there. Uh, he won a championship with the Braves the year before. And this is the problem. This is the player on the team, Juan Primo, played by Benicio Del Toro, who I love. Mm-hmm. Great actor. Great actor. He's on the team. He was the star center fielder, but now he has to move to left field. And uh, Snipes is going to play center field. So there's friction there. Right. Well, the friction. friction. Okay, yeah. You know this part. You know what I'm talking about. Right. The real friction. Number. 11. Lucky yes. number 11. Yes, Wesley Snipe. Oh. Wesley Snipe is coming over with that number, but Bobby Rayburn has, or uh, Juan Primo has it. Yeah, he goes, he gets, this is, okay, he comes, his first day, opening day, he looks in his locker, wait, number 33, I'm number 11. And uh, which the coach he, is like, uh, three oh, times better. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, you do two, you know, but twice the season. And then uh, he goes, that's, that's uh, Juan Primo's number. Here's uh, my problem with that. Okay, he just fights this out on opening day. As you know, in baseball, there is a spring training, and obviously he signed. So that's like almost two months or three months ahead of time. You would know you don't get number 11. Right. It's yeah. not mathing. Yeah, it's not mathing. Yeah, I know that you have to condense the movie, but it's like you would know at least it's spring training. You're not getting number 11. You don't show up opening day like, wait, what the hell's going on here? You know? Yeah. So that was a little unbelievable. But, hey, we got some friction there. He wants 11, but he has his chain, has number 11. He's got all his other uniforms that were... Oh, 11. 11. Yeah, that's later. Yeah, he keeps it in the closet. Cause, uh, and well, that's Juan, been the number he's been rocking since he was a kid. Yeah, exactly. And Juan Primo said he would give it to him for 500000 And then uh, uh, Bobby Rayburn, he's on the phone with his agent. Yeah, fuck it. No, no, let him keep it, whatever. <laughs> right. Uh, but things uh, go to the game. And as we know, De Niro shows up, brings his son to the game. And uh, his son's excited opening day, and he just wants to see the mascot jumping around. He wants a hot dog. Oh, we forgot one part. Oh, yeah. So... The secretary schedules him for 2.30. Yes, 2.30. The game starts at 1. Oh, fucking idiot. Right? <laughs> yes. So, now, go back to you. Oh, De Niro is with his son yeah. at the game. They got food. The game's happening. and Yeah, the kid's like watching the mascot lab. He goes, pay attention to the game. It's three and two count. You know? Oh, I know. Yeah. Right? He's yelling at the kid because the kid's looking at the mascot and not the game. Yeah, we paid attention. He's yeah. like, we scalp these tickets. Come on. Oh, yeah, yeah. 200 piece. Yeah. He goes, get the tickets, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and De Niro's also old school. Or the, play, uh, this, the character, it's the typical theme in most professional sports movies. Uh, the players only play for themselves and the money. Here, breaking news. They all do. This is this how life is, even in the 90s. So um, that's why they got paid so much. Um, so he, he's already mad about that. He's mad these players don't. He's a team player. Though. He's mad that they don't care. They don't care as much as he cares. And he cares about the game a lot, a yes. lot, a lot. If it's a hundred percent, he's caring a hundred ten percent. Oh yeah, and it's a little dangerous, S- right? <laughs> so much that he's willing to yell at his son for what looking at the mascot. That's the least of his problems. Mm-hmm. That's the least worst thing he did in this right. movie. Uh, yeah, if he's doing that, and then there's a lady in the stands looking at. She's like, she looked like a prissy type old lady with pearls in the Stanford hat. She sees him being a dick, kind of. He's not really a dick to his. He, he's just like. Not being real, he steps on. There's He's a not foul being ball. fatherly. Not at all. There's a foul ball. He steps on his son to go chase it. <laughs> yeah, like what are you doing? Bro? That was the that was that's not as bad as that the was murder. the wildest thing. That was the part where you're just like, you know, before it got even crazier. Yeah, that was the first crazy part where you go, whoa, this guy's fucking nuts. You're going to step on your kid, on your son to go get a foul ball that's in like another bleacher section. Yes. I mean, granted, it was hit by Wesley Snipes, right? Somebody, yeah. I don't Somebody will figure Wesley, that out. He's going to get that yeah. ball, yeah. And then he doesn't even say sorry. And no. Then, and then the people, He's not sorry. Not at all. No, he's like, the wind took it. Wind took it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, you uh, ever hear of the wind? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, you hear the traffic, you dumb bitch, you know, which he would have said the kid wasn't there. Um, 
Yeah, and then people in the stands are yelling at him because he's standing up, and he keeps checking his right. watch. No. Yeah. yeah, so that's the theme, too. He stands up and checks the watch, and like it's a packed game where you don't stand up unless everybody stand yeah. up. Like you don't, you don't stay standing up. Right. And this guy stays standing up, pisses off a fan in the behind him. Yeah. So he sits down, but before he sits down, he's like, oh, fuck you. Like, yeah, yeah. He goes, sit down. No, you both of you, sit down. There was that one guy who looked like Wyatt Earp. With oh, that. yeah. And then all of a sudden, a, a third fan now is looking at De Niro and the first fan, and he tells them to sit down and shut the fuck up. Yeah. It, it's just not fun. It just can embarrass a child and oh scare a child God, more yeah. than anything. Definitely. I had... Um, <laughs> Yeah. I had some family members that were like that back in the day, and I just remember the feeling being like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like as a little kid, you're not gonna do shit. No, and you're you don't know this is weird. I'm not seeing this adult be immature. And know? chances <laughs> are they're taking that attitude home with you too. You know oh what I mean? yeah, and which he kind of does in a way. I'm sure that's why he doesn't get full custody or right. half custody. So after that, just crazy part of getting into a almost a fist fight at the game. Yeah. And then he tells his son, I got to leave the game. I got to make some business calls downstairs. And his kid goes, you're going to leave me? He goes, no, I'll, I'm just going to make a couple business calls. And But he's going to leave the kid at the game, drive. What he the, ends up doing, yeah, is leaving the kid. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's running as fast as he can to get to the appointment. Leaves the kid at the game, puts on a tie. Uh, imagine leaving a packed stadium in busy California, drive to a business meeting. Or a sales call. Yeah, he does. He's, um, he's sweating. Like, isn't he, like, shaving in the car? And so, with one of the knives. No, I'm <laughs> yeah, well, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, he's paying. It's like, and he shows up. It's to, just not a good look. Oh, yeah. He shows up sweating to this. I mean, he's on this guy. I mean, it, he's hit some bad strides. And then he shows up the thing. The guy's not there. He left to go to the game. And, uh, oh, he's pissed off. Mm-hmm. So, shows up. The client's not there. He probably yeah. lost the account, too. Right. He definitely lost the account. Um, shows up. The client's not there. And that same secretary's like, hi, you're late, but check it out. Yeah. He left, too. Yeah. He never to- was even going to meet with you, dog. It's he went to the worse. game. Oh, yeah. He, he went to the game. Which and what did the note say? He didn't. They didn't show the note. She goes, did he write a smiley face? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It, he goes, it'd be fucking appropriate or something like that if he did you know so I'm, I'm sure in that note he lost the account probably told him that well what they find out after oh yeah well first we, well he goes back to the stadium oh yeah so he goes back to the stadium right kids not there kids not that go figure go figure yes not good and he has to have the kid back by six she's calling the cops yep but what's even crazier is when he goes back goes home or her his wife's house yeah, yeah ex-wife's ex-wife. house What's funny, though, is he still stopped to get pizza and a Coke. Yeah, because I apologized to the kid. So I don't know how he knew without cell phones he was home. That's another thing. Like, how'd you know your kid was home? You walk back to a stadium, drive back. That's, yeah, that's a really good point because um, he was banking on the kid just being home. Yeah, that's a good, that's a big gamble. But the lady in the Stanford hat, uh, she was... What are you looking at, you dumb old broad, you nosy old broad or something like yeah, that? Yeah, the woman that he was insulting at the very beginning of the game that saw him treat his son horribly. And leave him there. And leave him there was just took like a, took the initiative to bring the kid back home safely. Yeah, she did the right thing. And he got lucky, but he knew he fucked up, so he brought the pizza. Just get out of my house, you Gil. Gil, you can't come in. And like this is what we were talking about where the uh, stepdad or the mom's boyfriend, he's like, oh, God, Gil knows. He pushes him over to get oh into the kid's God, room, yeah. locks his door. I'm coming out right now. It's unlocked. Yeah, it's unlocked. (laughs) Gil, it's it's locked. It's unlocked. (laughs) And he's like, forget about it. Forget about it. Classic De Niro. I mean, and then it was definitely like Raging Bull De Niro. And yeah, he's apologizing. The kid, I'm sorry. You left me at the game. Look, look, I, you know, it's like, yeah, you, this is a major fuck up. Uh, And this is the beginning of the end pretty much for him. And um, the next day comes the work. Get shit canned. Turns out the that big account they gave it to another salesman who saved it. Way better. <laughs> yeah, way better. He shows up at work at eight, and uh, they gave him the tickets. Yeah, they gave him the tickets. That's what happened. Yeah, that's why the guys at the game they gave this guy the tickets, and he closed the deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this is all bad news. He gets fired. Uh, goes home to his uh, apartment and gets a court summons, or a, he's been served. Oh, yep, yep, yep. That guy who was on Sopranos, he played Beansy on the Sopranos, I remember. The guy, he goes, no, somebody's breaking your car, somebody's breaking your car. He opens it, it's like, hey, hey, you've been served. What a slick way to do that. Oh, yeah, that's what you got. I mean, you got it, yeah. Well, the fucked up thing, too, after he served him, because you've been served. Hey, can I use your bathroom? He slams the door. <laughs> I would. Yeah. 
the stupidity or the balls on that guy. Like when you serve yeah. someone, you're you want to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Just the bathroom. It's just a dick. Just shows the sleaze ball of society. And he's right. a great actor. Like he's been in uh, Casino, Goodfellas. Uh, yeah, he was on The Sopranos. So that guy, I forgot his name. My fault. Should have looked. But uh, anyways, I mean, this is bad. You lose your job. You get a, a restraining order from your ex-wife. Uh, you can't be around your son. Uh, this is oh, and also Bobby Rayburn. Let's keep in mind here his favorite player. Um, he got injured at the game. He hit a home run, but he did, he collided with Juan Primo and may, might have broken a rib. Uh, right. Yes. Right. So he was really injured, and uh, Juan, uh, uh, Wesley Snipes is a uh, Bobby Rayburn's agent. Like Osamo, he's like, oh, you you got to play. You got to keep playing. You get forty million dollars. People will turn on you. So he's oh, that's pain. right. They, the ball was hit in the outfield, and they both collided trying to go for it. Right. Fucked up his rib. Like, and that's a serious injury, like a cracked rib. When you're swinging? Swinging, yeah. And he, it's going to be hard to play. And, and his agents, no, you got to play. People are pressuring you. So he's got that on his mind. Uh, so, yeah, so he's got his conflict. Not only that, they brought him to the um, hospital for the children's, children's oh. hospital. And this kid that had cancer is like, can you just hit one more home run for me? Yeah, hit, get me a home run. So he's thinking about this. He's thinking about all this stuff. And the cancer kid has the same name as his son. Right, Sean. yeah. So he's got a broken rib, a cracked rib, but he still hits a home run. But Thank God. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, the kid ends up dying, and he never saw the home run. And he, on top of that, uh, Rayburn's in pain, Bobby Rayburn. And it's this is not a good That can fuck up your season. Uh, but he still has to play through it. And, and then, hey, Gil, my hero. Not a good hero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I love, yeah, I mean, the shit has fallen. This is the part we and you were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. He gets a restraining order from the wife. Still shows up at his son's Little League tryouts. Shows up there. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, the stepdad's there, and, and he's just immediately from the top making He's not supposed to be there. He's making a scene, yelling at the coach pitching to the son. He's like, hey, slow it down. It's Little League. Little league. Give him something to hit. Yeah, give him something to hit. Yeah, and he's like, nobody's saying anything. He's throwing. He goes, he's throwing it over the plate, Gil. He goes, no, he's almost hit his head. Just making a scene, and it's and this kid uh, is already on embarrassed. You could tell, and it just gets worse because he starts going out in the field because the mom sees it. Go, don't go touch him! Don't touch him! And he yeah, bad. Uh, in front of everybody, and everybody's just staring. The kid's crying. His son is embarrassed. The mom's freaking out. She goes, I got a restraining order. It's 100 yards. And when you see the mom like run over, because what happens is De Niro starts shouting. He's shouting from the stands, yeah. gets out of the stands, and then goes over to his son who's batting and tries to like teach him how to like swing yeah. again. Right. And then you see the mom run out of the stands and she has that like mama bear. Yeah. Like, you are not going to touch my son. Yeah. You know what I mean? Has She's- more testosterone in her than anyone in the, oh, in, yeah. in the on the field right now. And just like lays into him and he still doesn't back off. No. He's like, "No, this is this is how you swing. Dude, You're so an idiot." Yeah, cuz he's the little league genius cuz keep in mind there's another thing. He's stuck in his little league days. Those were his right. glory days. He always talks about Coop. Best athlete I ever played with, and he was his catcher. And you think, "Oh, is this in college or in the minors?" And like, this is little league. And yeah. He does not let this go. He was a little league star, Gil. So there so he thinks, "So there's that on top of it." And yeah, like we talked about earlier uh, before the show, like the stepdad, it was like, oh my God, look what I'm in here. Look what I'm dealing with. Yeah. This is like, I, I just, I just wanted to get laid. Me, I get along with the kid. Wait, I know. If I was Tim, I would have got laid and got the fuck out of there. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Well, he didn't know there's some baby daddy drama. I mean, already at the house. Uh, mom already hates the guy, the step or real dad. Yeah. It just, and then it got to the point where like even the kid was crying and, and she's, you get out of the kid. Even the kid goes, dad, you got to go. Yeah. Even like he's had enough. And this is the, the conflict where the switch flips on De Niro. Or what was even more crazy too is um, the mom's yelling at the stepdad, Tim, call the cops. Yeah. Call the cops. And yeah. I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, yeah, dude, pull out your cell phone, call the fucking cops. Yeah. But then you're like, it's 1996. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's not really cell phones available. Like, where's this dude going to call the 7-Eleven, cops? 7-Eleven, gold pay phone. If you call the cops. Like, do you have a quarter? I just need a quarter. Honey, I just, anybody got a quarter? That'd be and me. And Tim yeah. did not call the cops. <laughs> no, no. He was no. Like sticking to bro code hard on that. You know what oh, I mean? yeah. Well, De Niro left because he knew he was in trouble. He like, because, yeah, the cops are coming. He's So that was already bad. It, but what was so funny, though, yeah. was as De Niro's leaving, he looks at Tim, the step, uh, step that he goes, mind your own fucking business. Yeah. Mind your own fucking business. Which is yeah. such a 
classic line. It's it's like yeah. such a dirtbag thing to say at that point, but it's it's kind of like you don't blame him for saying that because it's like I could see like it take, but his Tim seemed like the stepdad seemed like a nice guy. He was like supporting the kid and uh, and maybe even De Niro a little bit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if you were on the stepdad's. I don't know. Yeah. But I could see where De Niro was just like, you don't fucking say shit to me about my son, okay? Mind yeah. your own fucking... Oh, yeah. I see where he was coming from. Right. Was he wrong? Oh, yeah. Because there was a legal restraining order. You were not supposed to be there. and, uh, and You were he, wrong. Yeah. So you were he, wrong. And there's a reason why she got one. Because uh, you Multiple left your kid reasons. At, yes. You left your kid at a game and... I'm sure, yeah, and also... Probably uh, the best scene of the whole movie, though. The most cringiest, yeah. but for me, that was the best scene of the whole movie. Oh, cringiest? That, that's... Well, one... Oh, there's some more... It's, it's cringe, but there's some more of the scenes that really got me. Uh, well, a couple. For example, like you said, he loves... When he's taking his son to the game, one of my favorite scenes, favorite lines in the movie, because uh, De Niro's an obsessed uh, Rolling Stones. Stones fan, which I love, and he was singing... Uh, one of my favorite songs by Karaoke Go To, Start Me Up in the Car with the Sun with the, going to the game. Right. Because if you start me up, well, you know I never stop. And he's like, I remember Mick recorded this in 78. Yeah. And then the kid's in the car, then this is before the game. And he goes, uh, he goes, oh, I had the name right here. It's, it's one of my favorite lines. Okay. Uh, he goes, uh, the kid's like, Jason Pellegrini's dad says Mick Jagger's gay. And then, Mick, and then uh, <laughs> Gil goes, Pellegrini's dad takes it up the ass. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just classic New York De Niro. I loved it. Uh, classic New York De Niro in San Francisco. Well, I think in the beginning he said uh, they're from, they from New York. Oh, okay. And then when the Giants moved from New York to San Francisco, the dad moved the family. Gotcha. Yep. The fan. Yeah. So he moved. Yeah. His dad. I mean, the fandom started from his dad. So he moved from New York oh, to San gotcha, Francisco. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yep. I think they moved in the early 50s, mid 50s, the Giants from New York to San Francisco. And uh, yeah. So he said that in the beginning. So this, I don't think his dad was as bad. But yeah, uh, well, cringe moments. I mean, this begins the spiral. Uh, De Niro, this is when the thing flips. I need something to stand for. I need something to, uh, I don't have my wife anymore. I don't have my kid anymore. Uh, you know? I, I got I need. I am needed in something. I need a purpose. I don't have a job. I'm going to save Bobby Rayburn. Yeah. Now that's a very interesting point uh, to make because, like, yeah, after he loses his son and the job, you're right. He does go into this like headspace where he's just like, I do need a purpose, and yeah. my purpose is going to be the best fan for this guy. I'm going to help, help him. him out. Yeah. Well, another cringe moment, which we talked about. He calls. Uh, well, because Bobby Rayburn's in a big slump. He's got a sore uh, rib. Every, He's not hitting. Not hitting. The, the town's pissed. The fans are pissed. The number is still not 11, and no. it's getting in his head. Yeah, and Juan Primo, the guy who has number 11, um, ain't going to give it up. He's not giving up, but he's going on a tear. He's killing it. He's killing right, the ball. Right, exactly, yeah. Fans are loving Basically him. Basically replacing him. Yeah, Bobby Rayburn's getting booed. Uh, people love Juan Primo. There's a good montage scene uh, where they're playing like Latin music, and he does like a little stance, like he does a little dance before he gets that bat. It's a great scene, but he's he's nailing home runs, and Bobby Raymer's just sitting there angry, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's hurt. Okay, honestly, he's playing injured because of the pressure. Fans hate him. Uh, pe- call and show. People are going nuts. Just getting screwed over. <laughs> yeah, it's just getting bad. And then on top of this, this is the beginning of the crazy. Uh, Gil calls the clubhouse. This is, how, this is what you could do in the old days, I guess. You could call, I guess, well, the psychotic that you found the San Francisco Giants clubhouse number, calls it asking for Bobby Rayburn. Uh, can I speak to Bobby? And they're like, who, who is this? I'm a friend. I just need to speak to him. I remember that? Amazing how that got him through. Yeah, like, okay, yeah, no problem. Yeah, somebody wants to you call know what? Him. That checks out. Yeah, some stranger wants to call uh, our best player. Okay, this is all right. Yeah, and these days he, he wouldn't ignore the text. But uh, yeah, he goes over there. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. picks up the phone. Hello? Hello? And De Niro doesn't even answer. He just hangs up. That's like creepy right there. Like, just, just want to hear your voice. Yes. And then when he, uh, yeah, and then he's like, he does this before he's about to be crazy. You know, his character, he cr- cracks his neck like this. Every time something the crazy is about to come down. Right. So he felt contact. That's That was the part I loved too. It was like, okay. I can get close to this guy in some way. Like he, and he, like I said, he's unemployed, but he's showing up at all the Giants games, supporting him. Yeah. And, uh, and well, this is where things get nuts. Uh, De Niro obviously feels comfortable being close to him. Goes to a strip club he knows all the players hang out at. And he's having a beer there. Uh, Juan Primo's there with the teammates. Mm-hmm. Bobby Rayburn shows up by himself. Right. Sits alone. And uh, what a, like, what a, th- Seem to feel too. Yeah, you feel the loneliness. Yeah, he's at, he's an outcast with the team. Right, and Juan's the man. Everybody he's loves the him. Big shot outcast. Yeah, 
And Daryl's at the bar, and he's like, I'm going to go talk to him. He goes, no, no, don't bother him. These guys come here to relax. Don't, no, they won't come in here if you do that. He goes, no, he's a friend of mine. Don't worry. I talked to him on the phone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He said, yeah. And he's, he's Bobby Rayburn. This would crush my heart, my favorite player, even as a 42-year-old man. Like, he's walking by. See? <laughs> yeah, hand to the face. Like Bob, Bobby. Real strong. Yeah, strong. Strong hand to the face. Like, Bobby? Bobby? Yeah, it's like embarrassing. It's like, oh, God, my heart would break. But he, he takes it actually surprisingly well. He That's when it. you don't meet your heroes. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then he goes to the bathroom, takes a piss. Luckily, he's in the stall. And uh, Bobby Rayburn and Juan Primo go in there, and he gets an inside scoop. Mm-hmm. The trauma about wanting number 11. He's like, man, just give me the number. I'll give you whatever you want. Name your price. And Juan goes, I wear number 11. It's my number. And getting a fight, and he basically calls pants gay or something like that. And they get in a fist fight. And De Niro's in a stall hearing all this. Calls in a radio show while Bobby is a guest and brings that up. Nobody knows about this fight or nobody right, what went on. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank, thanks, Gil, for being on my side. And it's this is the beginning. And this is he's the, like, you get it, Gil. Yeah, yeah, you get it. You get it. Like, this is kind of weird, though. Uh, but then he goes, this the the beginning. Well, this is when he gets crosses the line, I would say. Juan Primo is going to get, he has this fancy resort, uh, working out, I assume, and going to the sauna. He's in there by himself. Gil shows up in a suit and a manila envelope, and he goes into the sauna where Juan Primo's by himself. Uh-huh. And uh, in the suit, he's drenched in sweat because he's. And then he goes, uh, "Mr. Primo, uh, uh, can I talk to you?" He's giving him advice about how it's you help the team. And it, it guys, oh, I know. And he's sitting there like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah, and he's just in, this guy speaking English like. <laughs> yeah, he goes, he's speaking the only English I understand. You full of shit. No, yeah. that, that's my ad lib. Uh, but yeah, uh, he goes. But that's yeah. what the face he was giving. Yeah, was. he was like, "What the hell?" And then. Uh, and then he goes, hey, do you work for the hotel? He goes, no. He goes, then get the fuck out of here. Which is a good response. It is fair. It is fair. Uh, but he wanted to get number 11. But he shows them something on his arm. He goes, I am number 11. And he has like. A brand. A, yeah, yeah, brand. branded on him. Yeah, not a tattoo, a brand. It's like, that's even like. That's more hardcore. Early. Way more hardcore than a tattoo. Yes. He always wore number 11. And it's like, that's not going. And De Niro sees that. He's like, oh, okay, okay. And then he leaves. It comes back. De Niro's like. There's only one way to fix this. Yes. That's only natural. I'll just murder him. <laughs> that's right. They get in a fight. You think De Niro lost. He's on the ground. But then Juan Primo sits down. There's a knife in his thigh. Mm-hmm. And this is where De Niro's one of his great, I think, classic psychopath. He's bleeding out. Uh, and De Niro's just staring at him in the suit, watching him die. Slowly. Wa- no emotion on his face. Nothing. Waits till he dies. Takes the knife. And this is a part that's unbelievable. You leave a sauna covered in sweat and blood in a very busy hotel. This is before the time. Like no cameras? Yeah, no cameras. I know People you gotta, got away with a lot of shit. Yeah, the, you got to suspend. OJ got away with... Uh, Murder. Even, yeah, well, same thing. Well, even with less obvious... Uh, like, this, like guy's, this guy's walking through a hotel covered in blood and sweat. Uh, and oh, steam, yeah. Yes. And there's a dead guy in our sauna. Let's put this together. But Juan Primo's dead, and there's a whole thing, a candle ceremony, and... Um, De Niro shows up at the game. Everybody's crying. He's like, ah, whatever, whatever. He doesn't care. He's like, I, I helped. He thinks he's helping Bobby. Not even the team, just Bobby. Bobby, yes. And, well, Bobby goes on a tear, starts getting better. Maybe the ribs healing. And um, this begins the thing where Bobby's going on a streak and does not. The media, this is where he goes nuts. Uh, the media goes, hey, what, what's, why are you doing so well? Why are you going on a streak? He goes, I can't tell you. And De Niro sees this. Gets a little heated because he's like, I'm not recognized as yes. helping you out, Bobby. I'm the one that did it. I'm the one who got you here, Bobby. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, this begins, uh, begins a thing of all the cringe things. Uh, but one thing he does, uh, he follows him at his home and watches his son go swimming in the beach. He sends it on the yeah. with binoculars. That's his thing. Cuts uh, to the scene of De Niro, a.k.a. Gil, like on a hill, in some trees, watching. Just watching. Wesley Snipes' character's son, swim. Yeah, go swimming with the dog and the maid, and it's just like, yeah, that was like beyond wow. creepy. Beyond, yeah. I mean, granted, he just killed the guy for him, but it was still just like, yeah, Prosky, what are what are we doing? Yeah, and, and uh, Bob will make it clear, Ray dicey. Him. Yes. No, no pun intended. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he didn't want him killed. I mean, he didn't want his guy to die. I mean, he just yeah, they got an argument, they had a disagreement. This just happened uh, without his knowing. Yeah, but then this guy's stalking. Uh, and the kid almost drowns, in the, in the, and then De Niro runs out and saves him. He goes, oh, ha, ha, whoa, how'd you find him? He goes, oh, I was taking a walk down the beach. He's like, what's your name? 
<laughs> Curly. Yeah. Tell, call, tells him Curly. Yeah, he goes, my name's Curly, because he's lying, and uh, he lets him in his house. Hey, uh, you get some dry clothes. He saved his son's life, so. Uh, and, yeah, there you go. But then this is when things get extra cringe. He lets him in his house, get his hero's house, in his bedroom to get dry clothes. And he's in his bathroom putting on his cologne, which is very weird. Yeah, and uh, he goes in his closet. That was so weird. Yeah, I was like uncomfortable. I was like, wow, this is gone. Far. I was like, I thought I was going to like skip to a scene where he's like sniffing his like underwear. Yeah, yeah. It's a, I, I wonder if that got edited out. He's Warner. <laughs> All I wanted to know is like, I want to put it in the scene. We should put it in there. And they go, we're going to cut it. No, I want it in there because this, this guy's is, crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> preseason. Oh, yeah. No, a jock that's moistened from uh, three weeks ago. Yeah, he goes in his closet, and this thing, he sees his old jersey, number 11 from the Braves. And he can pick out any dry clothes he wants. He picks that and a jacket, and he puts on, like, his NC Hammer pants. And I love when he comes out of there in his clothes. He's like, ah, he laughs. Yeah, it actually looks good on you, man. I know. Yeah. And it was just like, dude, there's the biggest red flag ever. What are you doing wearing yeah. a full uniform after he said he's, well, no, he's not hiding even... the jersey. But he's wearing his, like, MC Hammer pants and yeah. has a red jacket covering the jersey. And so, he's like, uh, I never, I'm not into sports. What yes, are you, a sports guy? Yes. This is, and this really sets dinner over the edge. Because he talks to him and goes, hey, Curly, you like baseball? I like baseball, but I'm not obsessed about it. Uh, that was another great line. And then he goes, yeah. Those Which big- gains the trust of Bobby. Yeah, he does a good job at that. And then he says, uh, Bobby goes, you know, I'm glad you're not one of those fans. Those big-time fans are losers. And then his eyes change. The gl- That's why De Niro's a great actor. The glaze, why, what's wrong with that? The fans make it happen, you know. Uh, and he goes, yeah, but the thing is when you're hitting, they love you. When you're slumping, they hate you. He goes, but you're still the same person. Which is a very good point. That's 100% true. And that's why he says I play for myself because – People love me or hate me, and, you know, basically, basically uh, he, I see where he's coming from. And De Niro obviously takes it personally. He's not getting uh, recognized for uh, – so they're playing pool. He lets him keep one of his hats, Giants hats, and he goes, uh, if the, he goes, hey, Bobby, you said you'd do anything for me. He did save his son. He goes, yeah, within reason, man. He goes, me, me pitch to you. I still got a few innings left in me or something, which is creepy right there. So, and it's hilarious because they go out onto a beach. The beach in front of the house. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, doesn't, yeah. Beach doesn't scream baseball, you know what I mean? Well, there's no way. I mean, you don't go far with that guy. No, true, <laughs> true. But even just be like, let's just even, even go out onto the beach and toss a couple. It's like, bro, yeah. come on. Yeah, and late at night, my son just almost died. I'd be like, hey, listen, I'll tell you what. Come to the ballpark. I'll, you, you could throw a few to me. Right. He screwed up by saying, come into the house. Yes, yeah. Well, he didn't know. I mean, you're, just, you're probably freaking out. You don't know if this guy's been stalking you. And true. Then, yeah, 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 true. I mean, he did, he did do the right thing about invite him over, get some uh, dry clothes and like, yeah. Get him a meal. Yeah, get me out here. Try him want a beer. You can hang out with me. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, so he pitches to him on the beach, and he's, he's killing it. Uh, Bobby, he's like knocking him all over the place. And this is when De Niro goes, probably one of the creepiest. He goes, uh, he goes, how do you think you got out of your slump? What do you think? And then this is where Snipes, eh? He goes, I just stopped caring. <laughs> Biggest mistake yeah. ever. Which, in, in reality, that's right. That's how you do well. Just You don't put pressure on yourself. Exactly. Take the pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't know this guy killed <laughs> his teammate. For him. For him. Yeah. He killed him for him. And he's like, uh, and he throws a ball almost to his head. And it goes, uh, and he goes, uh, okay, I think we'll call it a night. I go in and he goes and shakes his hand. Oh, no, no, before he throws him another pitch. I go show you my best pitch, Bobby. He takes off the jacket. He has the Braves jersey on. Super cringe. He's put on like three layers of his clothes. He's like, oh, I, uh, I see you found it. It looks good on you. Right. <laughs> and this is when I have to go in. He's like, yeah, I got to go. But hey, hey, Gil, you need anything, you just call. We'll get back to you. And yeah, he shakes his hand. Be honest. You're glad he's dead a little bit. Just a little bit. And He's like, no. No. No part of me is happy that he's dead, bro. No. And he's like, I got to get my hand back. All right. <laughs> I'll see you later, Gil. Yeah, it's like, that's just enough. But this turns Gil overdrive this is when he takes it to the next level kidnaps his son uh yeah remember? yeah that's right he yeah. goes brush his teeth he's like something's weird goes in his son's room he's not there goes in his garage his hummer is gone so he stole takes the car. hummer takes the hummer <laughs> stole his car and his kid and gets on the car phone packing those car phones and uh yeah he's on there yeah i got the kid hey dad i'm going fishing with with curly and it's just oh man yeah this gets worse and but then this thing he finds gill or no coop his childhood, his friend, his his. Oh, uh, that's right. Yep. And uh, he finds he's working uh, security at a junkyard. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, "Hey, how'd you find me, Gil?" He goes, "I looked you up. Here's my son. You know, it's this black kid." Oh, okay. And get and Coop, 
He's a level-headed guy. He's like, this is very weird. This something's off. Yeah, he's talking about Little League. You saying this guy's your kid. And then, and the, Which is clearly not. <laughs> yeah, he knows something's off. He goes, you know what kid that is? That's Bobby Rayburn's kid. And he's like, what? He goes, yeah, that's his car, too. And it's and Gil's, like, creeped out. Yeah. And he wants Gil to take Polaroid pictures of him and uh, Rayburn's kid holding knives. And they're doing weird poses in their mouths, you know. To, like, help him sell them or some shit. Or just don't take him weird Polaroids. Like, probably show the police or taunt Rayburn, like, hey, I got your kid. Oh. It was, that's extra creepy on top of yeah. it. Yeah. I Honestly, when I saw that part, I didn't know what was going on. I was just like, why are they doing this? Oh, it's just, it's the psycho. Just like, weird. Yeah, because he, he took he's one of the He's mixing Polaroids. personal and work together. <laughs> exactly. Well, when they found the car, well, but before, but uh, yeah, he has one of the Polaroids, like, with a knife stabbed into the steering wheel. So mm. it's crazy. Uh, but even Gil knows something because he wants to pitch. Kip, go. Oh, Coop. Hey, you want to go through the old signs? He's like, they're like old Little League. He goes, we were just kids. What the hell? Uh, and he knows. He goes, I'm going to help you, kid. When they're pitching to him, he throws the ball like a mile away over his head. Right. What the fuck, Coop? What are you doing? He goes, get out of here, kid. Yep. Like, he's trying to save this kid. Right, he knows he's bad. Right, yeah. And De Niro comes at him with a bat. The kid escapes. De Niro and beats him to death with a head. Beats Coop. He goes, we were teammates, Coop. What happened? He goes, oh, we were just kids. It was Little League. And it's just like, not nah, Yeah. Just sends him over. bashing his head. So we got two murders here, and uh, obviously he finds the kid. He runs away and um, kidnaps him and gets him. He's wearing that brave jersey covered in blood. Come on. Come on. Uh, yeah, well, this is the thing. On the phone call with the police, he tells uh, uh, Bobby Rayburn, okay, you want your kid back. You have to hit a home run and get on the yeah. PA to say it's because of me. Mm-hmm. And one of the best lines in the movie ever. I love it. He goes, he goes what do you want, Gil? He goes, I want every time they think of you. They think of me which is wild that takes it to a whole nother level of oh yeah oh yeah. that's that's where we're going mm-hmm. yeah. okay some shit's about to go down in the history books then yeah he's like you go to that game i don't have, if i find out that pitcher's throwing you easy shit to hit a home run i'll still kill your kid and it's just nuts and so he has to go to this game and it's raining too. <laughs> the game right. might stop. Oh, yes. Yeah, because the game does stop while yeah. he's up at bat and they try walking him instead. Yeah, remember they intentionally walk him and he's getting pissed. Like, what the fuck? And the, and the catcher's like, uh, what is he goes? It's a compliment, asshole. And you talk about he's having pressure issues. Nothing's more pressure if I don't hit a home run, my kid dies. Yeah. And he's already playing with a cracked rib. And uh, De Niro's in the game. He taunts the radio people. He calls them up. Oh, I'm at the game today. And the police are listening in. They go, that's Gil. That's a guy. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. They, okay. Okay. There's a rain delay. It's pouring like cats and dogs. So they call the game. And De Niro's in the t- tunnel. He sees the umpire walking by. And it's a rain delay. And that's it. That's all you see, the umpire. And then the game gets back on because no more rain. And... Uh, He's back up at the plate and he's screaming at the pitcher. You told me done. You told me a fucking pitch. You know, uh, nobody knows what's going on except him. But he hits something. He doesn't hit a home run. Nobody he, knows what's going on except for him and Gil. Yeah, they're like he's running to the mound with a bat. What the fuck? You told me something. Don't walk my shit. You know. Yeah. Uh, and then he hits a deep shot. It's not a home run, but he runs and it's raining again. It's pouring and they're not calling the game. And then base one, base two, yeah. base three, slides into home. He yeah. looks safe as fuck. Mm-hmm. In the park home run. In park home run, and then the ump goes, you're out of here. And everybody's going nuts, and even the the bench is clear, and Wesley Stipes could see through the catcher's mask, the umpire. It's Gil. Gil obviously killed the umpire that took his gear. Right. And the umpire's not going to walk out like in a cartoon in his underwear. Hey, he took my stuff. You know, no, I, I'm sure he killed him. Uh, so Wesley Snipes knows Gil's dressed up as the umpire. He's, and he, he fights him. People are like going nuts. Oh, he punched the umpire. And, right. Uh, bench is clear. And it's Gil. And uh, John Crook, a famous baseball player, had a cameo role. He played as Giant. He comes chasing after Gil and stabs him. So he, there's a scene where Gil stabs John Crook on the field. And <laughs> remember, it was just like, he sta- yeah. it was like, what the fuck? And then Rayburn jumps on De Niro, and he stabs him in the shoulder. You see the blade come out in his shoulder. Mm. Uh, he lives through that, obviously. But, uh, yeah, it's everybody knows now. What a twist. Yeah, so you'd see, that, that would make baseball exciting. Have a, like, have a murder, a knife fight in the, on the pitcher's mound. Even even the opposing team, the Padres, are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They're, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, they're just stepping in. But uh, And then we get a monologue. Uh, At the po- end, yeah. Yeah, pouring rain. Uh, he goes, now do you care, Bobby? Now do you care? And, um, yeah, it's crazy. Where's my son? Just kill me, my son. Maybe he's in the ballpark in the sky. Who knows? Oh, I know, right? What a dick. Yeah, which is the name of the Little League field. 
but we find that out later. Uh, so yeah, and he goes, "Hey, Bobby, you didn't let me throw you your, my best pitch." And he, he's good with throwing knives. He's going to throw a knife at him with police yeah. guns pointed. And he was on the jumbotron looking at himself with the knife. Right. It's like you got to turn this thing off. This is it's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. But there's fans in the stands, and people are watching like, "Huh?" And he throws a knife at the police. Well, he doesn't throw. He right he's in the warm up. Remember, they shoot him. <laughs> he dies in a bloody blaze of bullets. And there's kids in the stand. Everybody's got to be was nuts, tra- dude. It was definitely 90s. It was. Well, you look on the jumbotron again. You could see him dead lying there on the screen. It's like, guys, turn this off. There's people here. <laughs> And of course, he goes, "Where's my son? Where's my son?" I just want to thank you. Yeah, didn't yeah, De Niro didn't give a shit about his son anymore. No, not his kid. He didn't care. He goes, "I just wanted to thank you." And he's like riddled bullets. His face is bloody. His final words. And uh, sh- well, he he wanted fame and attention, and he got it by being. I mean, he's not wrong. Like when they think of um, Wesley Snipes' character, they're gonna think of Gil. That's true. He got what he wanted. And uh, like I said, they find the kid. The, the 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 stadium in the sky was the name of the little league park. And Gil has like a little dungeon down there with like a like newspaper, like a shrine to Bobby so Rayburn. So creepy. Yeah. Little bobbleheads everywhere. So creepy. It's like the like watching the movie Saw. It, it was like that. It was. And the kid was in there, Bobby Rayburn's kid, and he was alive and well. That's the only good thing, and that's the end of the movie. And let me it tell you, with like a weird poem at the end too, right? No, or just weird. Just kind of a little weird photos. Out. Yeah, we found. Yeah, little league because you see they go in the uh, his little crawl space dungeon. dungeon. Yeah, and it's like little league photos of himself. There's an article. Hey, uh, Gil hit the game winning home run, and that was the final shot. You zeroing in on that. It's like he's living through this, which is crazy. And the shrine, the Bobby, all his newspaper articles and the like pictures of him. Like, yeah, it's it just nuts. So there's no happy ending. Uh, they get the kid back, which is good, alive, but. Can you imagine everybody in the stadium is traumatized? Uh, we'll get out of here soon. I, I just I just love this movie. It freaks me out. I just love it. Yeah, there's no happy ending. Um, it's just um, that's it, man. The kid's alive. If you get a chance, go see the fan. The fan starring Robert De Niro. Oh, one quick thing before we go, uh, I want to mention people that are up for the role of De Niro's character, Gil Bernard, Jack Nicholson. He Ooh, turned it down. He would have been good. And uh, Brad Pitt was offered the role of Bobby Rayburn, but uh, he turned it down because he wanted to be De Niro's character. Killed. Right. Well, they went with De Niro and other people up for the role. Al Pacino for De Niro's character, and yeah, De Niro and Nicholson. Yep. Uh, thank you for doing this movie, The Fan. It's one of my favorite <laughs> movies ever. I know I'm the only We're one. We're get some more out yes. here like that. Oh, I'll find him. Yeah, this is <laughs> great. Robert De Niro, The Fan. Check it out, guys. Do not miss it. Thank you for watching Field of Jokes. Later. Take care.